You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. Hey, Dale. London Knights here with you. Best wishes. Dale, we're with you. Dale, we're with you. Dale, we're with you. Dale, we're with you. But we've got full confidence that you're going to fight through like you did before. And, um, you know, we're all looking forward to seeing you soon. Again, uh, you know, stay stay strong. Uh, like I say, we're thinking of you and we're looking forward to seeing you in the ring sooner than later, man. We're with you, Dale. Hey, Dale, we're with you, pal. Dale, we're with you. Dale, we're with you. Dale, the family of the Ottawa 67s with you. Know you're strong. Keep being relentless. All the best. Dale, we're with you. Hey, Dale, we're with you here in North Bay. Dale, we're with you. Dale, we're with you. I know that you have tremendous support there with Crystal and Eric, Alexis and Ben, but know that the entire hockey community is there for you, uh, pulling in the same direction as a strong team with good thoughts for you. On behalf of the Hamilton Bulldogs organization, our players, myself personally, our coaching staff, um, and everybody in the hockey world, keep fighting, we're with you. Um, I know you're going to beat this. Uh, just keep up the fight. Hey, Dale, I know you and I go way back, but I just wanted to say to stay strong and let you know that from me and everyone in Owen Sound, we're with you. Dale, from everybody here in Guelph, we're thinking of you, we're with you. Hey, Dale, we're with you. Hey, Dale, it's Rocco Tuli from the Oshawa Generals. Just want to let you know that we're with you and to stay strong and wishing you all the best. We're all with you, Dale. Stay strong. Hello, Dale. Dave Branch here. As you just heard and saw, the entire OHL family is behind you. Their love, their support is without question. Dale, to you and family, every success. This is another one that you will win. You are a champion. Good luck. We are with you as well, Mr. Howard Chuck. Uh, if anyone has not seen that video, uh, all the well wishes coming from around the Ontario Hockey League to the Howard Chuck family, uh, to the Hall of Famer Dale. Uh, we're all with you. Uh, we know you're going to pull through just like you did the first time. And, uh, um, you know, we're excited to see you back behind the bench of the Barry Colts. It was a little strange seeing some different faces back there uh, as head coach for the Colts. So uh, um, keep fighting. We know you're going to get there. And, uh, yeah, just... Uh, Man, yeah, tough one. I've I've had I've had family members have cancer before, yeah, and it's been pretty rough. So yeah, um, for sure. You know, we know the Howard Chuck family going through some tough times, and you know, of course, during COVID, it's even worse. So, uh, um, yeah, we're all with you, Dale. Just to open our show, wanted to make sure we got that in because uh, yeah, the entire for, OHL community is behind. And you. we uh, shared the video as well on our Twitter. So yep, if you haven't saw the video, check it out. Yep. All right, we are back from our week break. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, we'll have we... another week break next week. Yeah. <laughs> Every other until September, probably. Yeah, just because of. Yep. What's going on? Not much, and I mean they're probably after the American Hockey League uh, announcement. Yeah, we'll probably start similar to that time. We'll touch up on that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Got a big interview today. Oh yeah, we're just gonna and it's gonna be a quick opening segment. I know. Most of our listeners are used to uh, a rant or two. Yeah, you know, a drive in. Yeah. Drive in was terrible today. Really? Terrible. Really? Yeah, people got to be awesome. better. A long weekend, I guess. Jeez. But people got to be better. If yeah, you think long weekend, they'd already be there. Yeah, wherever you'd they think. Were going. Yeah, you'd think on a 
Unless they were just going to like Niagara or something. One or... o'clock. One o'clock on a Saturday. You think they'd be there already? But yeah. I mean, I guess they're wow. Get ready for the nighttime. I'm gonna right? say my my driving hour. My drive was pretty good. I'm giving mine a nine, just Ooh. to quickly get it out. Mine is a six. Ooh, I mean that's rough. Niagara. There's a question for you. Do you go to the falls in the day or night? You have to go in the night. Why? Night Why do you have to go at all? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's, you it's mentioned literally Niagara. water falling off a rock. <laughs> yeah, true. I can make one in my backyard. Exactly. <laughs> Want me to make one? I'll put it on our Instagram. Twitter poll this week. Shit call and make a waterfall. Build a waterfall for our pools. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be an yeah. expansion. Well, I mean, bringing that up, and if anyone hasn't seen the show Pool Kings, I ask you to please I've never check it out. Oh, what you I, should maybe see later some on. of the pools they build, man. Later on? Oh, Later man. on? Okay. Okay. All right. Deal. Um, yeah, so week 31 of the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney with Colin Ward. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the Owen 60 podcast. Of course, our website, the links are on all of those uh, social media platforms. And we're not going to open the show with a half an hour segment. We are going to get uh, right to it. Yeah, so we're going to get a we left rundown off. of our lineup. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, eh? Uh, <laughs> rundown of our lineup. Uh, then we're going to get to our guest, who is the number two overall pick in this number past two is a big OHL deal. priority selection. <laughs> gotcha. Every single pick, it doesn't matter. It's a big deal. It is. It is. Uh, Panophemus going to join yeah, us of the Niagara Ice Dogs and... Yeah, we're gonna get into uh, their team situation because their general manager Joey Burke released a statement um, earlier this week. So we'll touch on that with Pano as well as we'll look into it a little bit ourselves after we have a chat with him. But elsewhere on the lineup, uh, general managers, and there's a lot of rumors going out about certain teams, and uh, Kingston has already put it out that they are. Parting ways with their general manager after the uh, after his contract is up. So, new head coach, new GM coming into a new season, and um, it'll be interesting. There's a few options out there, so we might give you our picks of uh, who might fit in the best uh, up in Kingston with the young group they have, and with Paul McFarland returning uh, from the Toronto Maple Leafs after the Stanley Cup playoffs are over. I mean. It might be over quick for some teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, five-game series. <laughs> yeah. We're baseball happened. fans. I, it goes I mean, by hey, I'm just going to say this quickly. now. I'm just going to say this now. This past week, the first week of baseball, has been a lot of baseball on at my place. Oh, it's been phenomenal. Oh, it's awesome all I day long. I love it. Hockey's Tigers are 5-3. and three Yeah. Going into Saturday. Of course, I mean, we're re- recording Jay, on Saturday. For all you baseball fans, Blue Jay fans, the Jays should only have two losses. Both lo- the Sunday afternoon game in Tampa Bay, they blew themselves, and then the game they lost in ten innings to Washington. I forget what night that was. I mean, was that that's Wednesday? bad managing that, was that Tampa game. That Which was one? The uh, Wednesday night was the Washington. Yeah, Nick Pearson. Yeah, yeah. But they should have won. Yeah, no score until so, the tenth, and then they yeah, scored when four. You have, with one out, with one out, when you have guys on third and first, and both can run, send that runner to second. Send them. And if they throw it, you have Alfred on third. Get to get jump. He's yeah. in easy. In easy. A one trick nothing. play. Earn runs. Yeah. The mosquito play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Everyone. It's the only division it works in. Yeah, you might as well try it. Although I think that's coming to effect now, eh? It's no longer mosquito. Or it's you, no longer peewee or eight, banum or 10. midget. 
Yeah, it's all 18U and 15U and all that crap. Yeah, can you imagine? Stupid. Can you imagine we're playing against each other? I'll go up to you. Are you 18? (laughs) There's a lot of bigger guys. I think so. There's a lot of big sloggers that we played against that we can go up to and say, are you 18? Yeah, there was. Man, I wish I was still in midget. I'd be saying that a few times. I wish I was still back in my second year midget uh, so the umpire might change his mind about a... Uh, an 0-2 fastball right down the middle, but you know, Ooh. yeah, that's tough. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we got on tap for today. Uh, we'll break quickly and then we'll be back with our guest, Niagara Thanks. Ice Dogs prospect Panofemus, the number two overall pick in this past year's OHL priority selection. We'll chat with him next here on the Owen Sixty Podcast. This is the Owen Sixty. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen Sixty Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumanian. Time for the most important part of our show. We are joined by Niagara Ice Dogs prospect and second overall pick in this past year's OHL priority selection, Pano Femis. Pano, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So how excited are you? Because we've all been waiting for hockey to come back, well, for sports to come back in general. So for the NHL to finally get going and, um, you know, the AHL's made an announcement about when they might come back, which might spill down to the O, but, you know, sticking with the NHL, how happy are you to actually watch some hockey on TV? Oh, it's one of the best days I've had in so long. Um I was just telling my family that there's nothing better that I could do that I got, that I can be doing right now, um, and it was definitely nice to see some hockey back on TV and uh, being able to relate to something for once on TV. Uh, in the last four months, has been pretty good. So, who are you rooting for? Um, I have to go with the Leafs. Uh, Chicago is one of my teams as well. So, um, Toronto and Chicago. Ooh, all right. Two rivalries for yeah. us. We're both Detroit fans, so those are oh, two no. rivalries. <laughs> long, oh, year. No. long year, long year, Pano, long year. Jeez. Yeah, so uh, we got a question from a fan in Toronto. He's a big fan of yours named Ty Nelson. He wants to know uh, who never loses your guy's inside joke. Oh, my God. I never lose. I never <laughs> lose. <laughs> if you're not first or last, so I never lose. Oh, <laughs> I know, love that. I have a feeling you're going to show up at Meridian Center this year, and some of the veteran guys are going to have a name played on your stall. If you're not first, you're last, the quote. Oh, my God. Every <laughs> goal panel score. Every goal you score this year, we're going to have to quote it. From the press box, you're going to have to quote it. Get, uh, get Rob Hood to say that. Uh, if you're yeah. not first, you're last. <laughs> Exactly. So we asked we asked Ty that last week or uh, two weeks ago uh, when we had him on. Uh, how much are you looking forward to going head to head with him? With uh, you guys being division rivals now? Oh, it's gonna be a blast. Um, I mean, we've we've been together for so long now. We started together in the G our first couple of years, and then he went his own way, and I continued with Jersey. So then we got to play against each other there, um, and then. Lucky enough, we uh, finished finished our uh, minor hockey careers together, which is uh, pretty cool. So um, the rivalry will continue. Um, <laughs> the practices were quite hard. Uh, we pushed each other, so I expect nothing but but the same and even more. So 
Well, do you have a plan for warm-ups? Your first uh, game against each other, now you get the warm-up. Do you have a plan to meet at center ice or something? I don't know. I think I think we'll uh, play it by ear and see how it goes. But, <laughs> yeah, what's um, going on? Nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. So before we get into it, uh, speaking of the Toronto Junior Canadians program, how much would you say that program meant to you growing up through that organization? Uh, in terms of hockey, it meant everything. Um, it's where I spent the last seven years, and um, I wouldn't be the hockey player and person that I am today without them. Um, from my first couple years with Mike Aslin and uh, Fonz, Fonzie, and then uh, with uh, Coach Johnny, John Lynn Stanley, and Dave McKenna and Danko, um, the list just goes on and on to all my teammates, um, just continuous support, and... Um, and yeah, I think it, it came down to support and the people that I was surrounded by, and they definitely helped me uh, become the player and mainly the person that I am today. Yeah, during your past season, and again, this was another question for Ty that we had, and you know, we're just trying to learn about the process because we kind of have an idea of um, how OHLers and players in the CHL go through the NHL draft process before that uh, big day comes. But uh, for you, I know it was a little tough with COVID cutting the season off at the beginning of March, and you know, not being able to have too many conversations with uh, too many OHL clubs, but. Over the phone was always a possibility, and Ty was talking that, you know, he had a lot of conversations with North Bay, you know, there were uh, conversations with the bottom 10 teams uh, in the OHL who had the best shot at uh, that first overall pick, but for you, during that process, uh, how was it, especially with COVID, you know, getting in touch with teams and, you know, learning about them and them learning about you? Um, Yeah, I mean, during the year... Um, before COVID hit, I tried to um, just block everything out, just stick to my game and only worry about my game. And uh, I, I left a lot on my agent, uh, Eric Fayon and Joe Resnick, to take care of that just so that I could focus on hockey and nothing but hockey. Um, but when COVID hit, a lot of phone calls were being made. Um, teams started reaching out a bit more. Um, and, yeah, I mean, everything was over the phone. You couldn't meet anyone. Um all the visits to the arenas were obviously uh, canceled, so it was a bit difficult. But uh, yeah, phone calls continued to come in up until uh, that Friday or Saturday when the draft happened. So, so draft day, you get took second overall by the Niagara Ice Dogs. Uh, what was that like getting selected by the Ice Dogs? Oh, it was very special. Um, it's a day that I'll never forget. Um, Niagara's such a great spot uh, that. From the teammates to the to the staff to the fans, uh, it's just unbelievable, and obviously the arena as well. So um, it was an overall great day, and I tell everyone this, but I can't wait to get started because I'm so anxious. So yeah, what would you be most excited about to be in Niagara Ice Dogs? Like the thing you're looking forward to the most? Um, I mean, our univer- uh, the uniforms are pretty nice, but just to meet all my teammates and. Uh, I heard our fan base is uh, not like the best out there, so it's going to be pretty neat to uh, jump out on the ice, and hopefully we can get the fans out in there soon. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can attest to that. Yeah. The fans are unbelievable in Niagara; they're very loud, uh, especially come playoff time when the that. Horn uh, too. Yeah, the goal mm-hmm. horn. They've got the uh, the Daniel Bryan yes chant. 
That started, yeah. what, a, yeah. five, six years ago in WWE, and they brought it. I think the first year was the 2016 playoff run uh, when they lost to London. But, you know, uh, anyways, uh, that was just uh, uh, great. And in terms of looking forward for the new season and being an ice dog, uh, your teammate Bryce Cook will be joining you as well in Niagara. Again, when he was picked a little bit later, second round, 33rd overall, uh, you know, to share that moment, I'm sure you guys had a conversation right after that happened, and I'm sure that makes you even more excited to uh, to get that season going. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I believe I called him right away, um, just congratulated him, and told him that uh, our journey hasn't stopped together, that's for sure, and um, he's got to see my ugly face for at least another year. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was a great day for both of us, and we couldn't be happier. Did you have any idea you're going to uh, to Niagara, or was it just um, a surprise pick? I mean, obviously, it was a bit of a surprise just because it's uncertain of where anyone's going to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did have a couple talks with uh, Joey Joey Burke um, prior to the draft, so it was definitely uh, an option. Yeah, that's right on. So have you had any guys uh, reach out to you from the current team? And since you've been drafted? Yeah, it was uh it was very surreal. Um nearly the entire team reached out. Um even Akil Thomas and uh Ben Jones who's uh who was a uh alumni um both reached out which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Speaking of Akil Thomas, uh you gotta get that Zale Ice Dogs hoodie. Yeah, um I managed to nice. get one, uh which is pretty neat. They're uh pretty sick hoodies. Oh yeah, they're nice. I think if when Niagara gets another jersey, I think that should be the option. That off-white. Instead yeah. of retiring Akil's jersey, they should have this uh, brand as an alternate jersey. That'd be pretty cool. Exactly. That'd be pretty neat. With Pano Femis, uh, prospect for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Uh, Pano, just a few days ago, uh, General Manager Joey Burke put out a uh, a statement or a short little article just uh, you know giving the Ice Dog fans a little bit of an idea of the update on the new season and of course their office has been closed since the middle of March and no one's really been in the Meridian Center at all. I'm just going to read a quote here uh, from him just explaining how excited he is for the upcoming season and the future of the Ice Dogs. Joey says, Femus has an electric playing style that is very conductive to the way we play and fans, I know you are going to love him from day one. Just to hear that from the general manager of uh, your future team must give you a lot of confidence and a lot of drive going forward to be uh, the best player that you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, it means a lot, especially coming from Joey. Um, we have had quite a few conversations throughout COVID. Um, so we've built a bit of a relationship already, which is uh, good to have going into camp and the season. Um, but uh, I can't be more excited either. Um, I think uh, I'm more excited than anyone, um, but it's it's a it's great to uh, to feel that, especially from from Joey. So, so your message to the fans, Pano Famous, a Niagara Ice Dog. What are they going to see game in and game out from you? Oh, they're gonna see uh, nothing but my best every day. Um, everything's gonna be for the team and the fans, and I'm gonna bring lots of lots of energy and hopefully. The fans can do the same, and we'll just uh, combine that, and hopefully, we could be unstoppable throughout the year. 
What are your expectations going into your rookie season? Because, again, during this, you couldn't finish the season um, last year. Um, and, you know, expectations for everyone in this league is easier with guys who have been in it. You know, the rookies that have just finished their rookie campaign. They're like, okay, I think I kind of have a handle, a little bit of a more of a handle on how this league works, how I have to play, how I have to adapt. But for you going into it, what are your expectations for you as a player, whether it's stat-wise, whether it's um, your physical condition or whatever it may be, just into next season as you work your way through? What are the biggest expectations you have for yourself? Um, well, I I don't know exactly what to expect, but um, obviously bigger, faster, stronger players, Um and it's just going to be a totally different game. So I'm going to come into this, just be a sponge, um, take advice from everyone, just be open and um, see how the year goes. But I've been training hard and hopefully uh, translate onto the ice. So a quick off ice dogs question now. Did you play any other uh, sports other than hockey growing up? Yeah, I did. Um, I played lacrosse since I was, I don't know, five, six. Um, up until my major ban in summer, uh, going into minor midget, uh, I just took it off that summer just cause, uh, in order to focus on my minor midget year, knowing it's important here. Um, but yeah, I played lacrosse. I had a blast. Um, yeah. How much did lacrosse help your hockey game? Cause I mean, you see guys like John Tavares that played lacrosse and I mean, it helped them with their stick handling. He mentions how much did that help you playing lacrosse? I think it helps a ton, to be honest, um, from foot speed to physicality, yes. um, and especially conditioning as well. It's not easy playing in those hot conditions in the summer because I played box lacrosse. Um, so you're you're moving nonstop as well. So face the heat, face the physicality, and also the uh, the mental side of the game. It helps a lot. And unlike hockey, lacrosse, you're able to hit when you first start. So there's cross checking right yeah. when you're five years old. Um, so that was definitely an advantage that I that I took from it um, going into, I believe it's minor bantam when contact starts. Yeah, looking at this Ice Dogs roster as you go into your first year, uh, you know, lots of names and they may not be the biggest household names in the OHL. Uh, Lodnia Castleman are gone, but you still got Jake Uberti, who is a great leader for the Ice Dogs. Cameron Butler brought over in that Akeel Thomas trade. Uh, Andrew Bruder still there. Adrian Baraldo, uh, Dakota Betts, uh, Jonah Simone, a fan of the show. Uh, we're big fans of him. Uh, and then going through their draft this past year, Alec Leonard, Bryce Cook, uh, Dylan Robrecht, excuse me, um, and then including the uh, a U18 draft, Jacob Osborne, uh, and then you got the import draft with the uh, big Daniel Gooschin. Uh, how excited are you for this future? And like uh, Ice Dogs general manager Joey Burke said uh, that fans should be excited, but for you, does looking at the roster add a little bit more excitement and a little bit more drive? Yeah, for sure. Um, just like you mentioned, that last pick there, uh, Daniel, he's, uh, I've watched that video and it's pretty crazy to see what he can do. And, uh, and I believe he had like four goals that game, which was pretty cool. And the rumor is that he's going to be, uh, first couple in the first couple rounds of the NHL draft. So, um, add that talent and the character that our team already has, it's going to be a great year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, other than Meridian center, what, Visiting OHL Arena, are you most excited to play in this season? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I, I think uh, all the rinks, but I mean, uh, 
I heard Kitchener is pretty neat. Their fans, I heard, are off the charts. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not sure if they'll beat our fans, but um, <laughs> I like sure. that. Love I'm it. Sure, they'll be uh, a front runner. Yeah, that's cool. Ty Nelson said Kitchener as well. Kitchener, Mississauga. Um, my last question for you today: uh, What advice do you give to guys going into their draft year next year for minor midget? Um, just play your game. Uh, don't don't think about who's in the stands. Just know that every, uh, someone's always watching. Um, so act like that all the time. Um, and yeah, play your game. Focus on yourself. Uh, put the team in front of you. Um, and team success is first, and then personal success will come after. So just put your head down, keep working, and uh, control the controllables, and you'll see what happens. So, well, uh, Pano, we uh, really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Uh, you know, you have a bright future for sure. You're. NHL draft year is coming up in 2022 and again that's still you know a little bit down the road despite it being two years but uh, uh, we know you'll be an exciting player in this league and we can't wait to see you out there at the Meridian Center thanks so much for doing this thank you I had a great time I appreciate it that was Pano Femis of the Niagara Ice Dogs selected second overall uh, in the OHL priority selection this past season and Oh, wow. For a first-year player going into the league, so, what a heck of a quote we just got out of him at the end of that. Captain, I'll, I, I didn't, he didn't see it, but after when he gave the quote, I was like, that, like a C. Yeah. I did it on this side because the wing side is on that side <laughs> to see. But Ice dogs. I'm trying to think. It's on the other side, but honestly, future captain. Yeah. Future captain. Like, we haven't had yeah, one. Yeah, he'll be the leader for their next run, for sure. We haven't had one bad rookie on yet. Like, young player. I mean, it just shows how mature these kids are now coming up into the league. Yep. If you go back and listen to Gavin Bryant's, Ty Nelson's last show, mm-hmm. now Pano's this week, that is, like, all three of them, quality people. Like, yeah, they're well, good guys. And, I mean, they're smart. They're mature. Beyond mature for their age. All of them potentially future captains. And Pano, to me, is just a leader. When you hear him talk, mm-hmm. it's always team, team first, team first. Yep. And to me, that's a leadership. No wonder why Niagara's going to fall in love with him. Great pick for Joey Burke and the Niagara Ice Dogs. That's that's a great pick after hearing him talk there. Yeah. Well, the last two drafts are the um, who their core is going to be in the next four years. Yeah. You know, because the 2019 draft class, they'll well, be OAs in four years. And um, so, you know, you have to build around Femis, Leonard, Cook, uh, Robrick, uh, Struthers, by the way, all of them have committed to the Robrick Ice as well. Robrick as well, a bigger forward who I noticed a lot when watching the London Junior Knights play. I noticed him a fair bit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised you fell that far in the draft. I and mean, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, third rounder. Yeah. Uh, centerman. Uh, born on July 27th. So his birthday just passed. Yeah. Dylan Robrick. Uh, but yeah, and then you got Isaac Enright on the blue line. You've got Landon Cato on the blue line as well. And Josh Rosenzweig in, uh, in net. Tynan as well. Yeah. Because like we mentioned the other day, I think a couple of days ago, uh, uh, Friday it might have been, I think... We were talking about that the Niagara Ice Dogs are actually set up to be good and like to compete, legitimately yeah. compete for a title in two years, mm-hmm. two, three years. Them, Kingston, I mean, they had a great draft. It's important. You cannot miss picks when you're picking that high, and especially next year with the no 
first no round first pick. Rounder. Yeah. You had to hit this year. And honestly, the Niagara Ice Dogs had a perfect draft. That Phil Tomasino move is looking brilliant by the Niagara Ice Dogs. It is. Me it. They won the deadline. Well, in a trade of that big a magnitude had to happen after the Robertson Paquette deal. And yeah. obviously, Robertson Paquette, they were great players for the Ice Dogs. They helped out a lot, especially Paquette. He was a defense first, for sure, player for the Ice Dogs and, you know, the elite talent that Jason Robertson was. But a trade like that had to happen, whether or not you got all eight or nine picks back, you know. Not if it, they would have gotten six picks back from one trade, that still would have been okay. And it happens right? every year. Every team sells. Every team has to sell. Look at Guelph. Yep. Look at Guelph. They sell. And then last season, or two seasons ago now, you could say, yeah. they get Suzuki. They get Dersey. They get Phillips. They're in the Mem Cup. Mm-hmm. The, the London Knights the year before, they got swept four straight to the Owen Sound Attack. And I know the Owen Sound Attack fans are listening. You guys remember that pretty good. <laughs> but the year a year later... They're right back in it. Evan Bouchard gets drafted in the first round. Evan Bouchard gets drafted in the first round. And look how good he turned out. It develops you so yep. well. And I mean, they're a second round team, and Guelph fans know that reverse sweep well as well. <laughs> but you have to you have to take a step backwards to go two step forwards. Yep. And that's what they're doing. And that's just the it's business. It's not really of the a CHL. step backwards. It's, it's not a step backwards. It's hockey now. Yeah. You're not going to be year in and year out to be an elite team. You're not going to be. It's too yep. even right now. But even at the NHL level, look at the Blackhawks. They're on the top of uh on top of the world, you know, winning three cups in five years. Now yeah. they're fighting Edmonton to yeah. make the playoffs. And as we're recording this, Chicago is up three one. I know. I was so. honestly <laughs> I was honestly just about to say, yeah, Chicago's up one oh in the series. <laughs> but it's only the first period, ten minutes in it's Saturday. There's a lot that's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Me. Yeah, they'll have game two, possibly three in by the time uh, this comes out. So yeah. Um yeah, it, uh yeah, the ice dogs are uh, looking pretty good. And I mean Daniel Gushin or Daniel Gushin. What a Gushin. Yeah, we got it right the loose. last time because the I got a text from Jordan saying we were it was right. So, um, you thanks, know, Jordan. He, I I don't think he's in their long term. Um, just a two year guy. Long term window. Yeah, he's got to be a one or Euro, two year. Yeah, Euros are usually one to two year guys because they can go play in the yeah. A. But that's the only difference between Euros who come from Europe and Euros who are already in Canada or the U.S. Yeah. And, I mean, because he was in the U.S., it counted as an import spot, whereas Kirill Maximov for the Ice Dogs, he was playing in Toronto and Ontario already. Well, that Arthur didn't Kaliev. count as a... Uh, Arthur Kaliev as yeah, well. Yeah, Kaliev. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for him, yeah, I think Shant it's just a two-year window. Shanton and Gushin, they're two imports. That's solid. Yeah. Shanton, great... Uh, Great uh, name bracket, and he had a great uh, yeah, yeah. World Juniors. Wow. Just had to bring that up there, the quick. Up uh, I see how it is. All right. Uh, the slugger. The Swiss slugger. All right. Time for break. Also, uh, uh, one more thing. What oh, quote did oh, you yeah. get? Uh, if you're not first, you're last. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Every goal they score, or at least their Twitter. They got to tweet that Rod out. Rod Mahood. Ice Dogs goal scored by. Oh, no. How would you put that? If you ain't first, you last goal. Scored by Yo, I <laughs> like that. that. If you ain't first, you last. Like Brought to you by If you ain't first, you last. Ricky Bobby. Nice. Trademark. All right. All right. We'll end on that note. Boom. Uh, when we come back, uh, the debate about who should um, take over as general manager of the Kingston Frontenacs. There's lots of names going around. Uh, who's it going to be? We have some options of who we think 
could fill that role pretty well with that group they have and with Paul McFarland coming back. Uh, what else we got? Because we got no-name brackets finish off the show. I kind of missed that. Yeah, and I mentioned last week but, the logo thing. Yeah. But we might go overtime if we do that. Yeah, we probably would. So that might be a, that might be a September start thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back with our GM talk and with any other thing we have and Colin just spilt BioSteel all over his night shirt. Can't take me anywhere. Jeez. Get him a bib. <laughs> Does BioSteel sell bibs? At BioSteel, you want to return my email? <laughs> uh, all right, break time. We'll be back here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. St. Louis Blues repeat. Hockey's Not back. according to Pano. <laughs> He's going back. Leafs and Hawks. Leave We're going up. Wings, even though they're not in it. <laughs> I mean, what can the Wings do good right now? Nothing. Uh, we have no. Get a nice imprint for. on their couch. Yeah. Hey, you see the Wings <laughs> engraved uh, logo in the couches, like really? the chairs. Yeah, I can show you that next break. Oh, okay. Next break. I'm down. We just, that sounds pretty cool. We just got I mean, I liked Posternock's picture crossing out the Leafs logo. Yeah, that's that awesome. Pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You'll, you'll like it. <laughs> I might get one of those chairs to celebrate the offseason. Might have to. I want one of those, like, beach, or beach chairs, like those beach wooden chairs where you can yeah. customize it with your own name. Name on the back? Yeah. yeah. Wings or Tigers? Haven't decided yet. I mean... I need yeah. a house for that first. Right when I was about to say Lafreniere, like... Get a Lafreniere shirt. They lost the lottery. Good thing I didn't. Yeah, that didn't embarrass. I yeah, that would pretty bad. There. By the way, nice shirt today. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. The days, the days. Oh, good old times. Two thousand eight. Two of yeah, these at one point. Two thousand. Yeah, champions, right? Oh yeah. Well, what did you do? Your brother jump on the wagon? <laughs> no, my if buddy. For this, some reason, been... at the time, my buddy had the shirt, and he was. Uh, I think he's a Flames fan. I'm like, where the heck you got the wing shirt? Yeah. Anyways. Um, all right. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney. Again, thank you to Pan Ophemus for joining us on the program. Into the debate or debate, talk, chat, list, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Everything. Of the Kingston Frontenac's GM position, it is open and up for grabs. There are rumors about Barry in their front office, what's going on. We are going to stay away from that because there is a good chance those are not true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Until Darren Dreger sends something That's right. That's right. Reese knows. Make t-shirts up. Reese knows. (laughs) Darren Dreger. Follow him. Yeah, he'll know. Yeah. Um, There's a chance I know just because he... there's a fact that he's got contacts still in Niagara, in, and I know in, a lot of them. So insider, but insider. Uh, I'm not trying to be an insider. It's just <laughs> if I hear something, 
Anyways, all right. Uh, I have a list of five. I know Colin's got a select few um, possible candidates for this. I agreed with most Kingston. of yours. I don't. There might be a little bit of debate here, but yeah. Um, so you want to start with mine then? Yeah. Okay. So then I'll uh, just feed off yours. Yeah. And again, this is nothing for sure. One... Like we're just giving our thoughts on who we think could yeah. fill it. Because I have one choice, and I don't want to say like. The wrong way because I it's yep. not one hundred percent sure we're not insiders. Yep. Yeah, we're just here to entertain you and give you give you our thoughts. Yeah, and by to the way, way up. by the way, legendary tweet on Monday or Tuesday saying it's just an exhibition game. Oh, thank that you. That was awesome. Thank you. That was I, awesome. I appreciate it. No, no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, so number one on my list, and again, this isn't he's my best option. This is again just going through a list. Uh, Brandon Curry of the the assistant GM for the Niagara Ice Dogs. He's been with the team for, I want to say, five, six years, something like that. He started out as just, you know, an office intern, um, you know. So he's getting there. Doing the groundwork. Yeah, yeah work his way, way up. up. And so you do. Um, Brock Spima. I know he attended Brock University, so um, he's got that with him, uh, and then he moved from the office into the coaching room and into, into the, uh, scouting office. He did some and scouting in Toronto goes. and yeah, throughout Ontario. Yeah. And then in the 2016, 17 season. So this was my first year with the team. He was the director of player personnel and do with that what you, or sorry, that was Joey Burke. My bad. He was the assistant to the director of player personnel. At yeah. the time, and again, that's director of player personnel was Joey Burke. He was pretty much the GM. He just didn't have the title. So, of course, after that summer, he was named general manager. And I, I can't remember if it was in the off season or right at the beginning of the year or midway through. But then Brandon was named assistant GM of the Niagara Ice Dogs, and I know that year, the seventeen eighteen year, he was responsible for the Ice Dogs U eighteen draft because you know it was on an Ice Dogs game night, and Joey was on a trip. I think he was on a scouting trip, so it was all up to Brandon. And I'm standing next to him, and he goes. Hey, Reese, keep an eye on the U18 draft. And I'm like, why? And he goes, well, uh, you you are going to let me know who's available, who is not, and cool, you're yeah. going to be my partner in this draft. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. what yeah, up? That's cool. So that was pretty cool. So anyone out there, I do have minimal in- scouting experience. Insider. <laughs> um, so Join that was pretty cool. Join um, the wing staff. <laughs> like I said, Branford expansion. Coaching staff. True. Coaching front office that's staff. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Right here, <laughs> we'll do. We'll be the official uh, team podcast. Ooh, Branford, <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where Who's, I'm at, and I'm just gonna pull up the U18 when, draft quickly for the Ice Dogs yeah, just to tell you. And who when those you've players been were. It, when you've been in that situation, when you've been there for multiple years, I mean, it's around that time where you can become a take a head job elsewhere. Yep, when you're ready for it. Yeah, so that year it was Brandon Butler and Jacob Code uh, that were taken by the Ice Dogs. Again, the U18 draft still kind of, whether teams take it seriously or not, I do not know. But those two players were not with the Niagara Ice Dogs. And again, it's still the U18 draft, right? Yeah. There are a lot of good players taken in front of uh, Butler and Code. I'm pretty sure... Oh, who is in that draft? I can't think of his name. Who went first? I'll have to look it up, but I will bring it. 18? Yeah, 2018. I can't remember his name. 
But anyways, um, so yeah, I mean that he's still young, so there's a good chance that he might not be uh, the candidate or a candidate, just because I think he's still mid twenties, late twenties. Can't quite remember. actually. I think he's only two years, three years older than us. So never mind. Yeah. Um, so again, that's very young. And again, whether Kingston wants to do that with the young players they have, um, bringing in an experienced coach who's been at the NHL level, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I know they're trying. They're probably going to go for a young hire, but you wouldn't think that young with the yeah around the same age as their head coach. Yep. They just hired the coach. They're gonna want to get in the same. Oh yeah, and I'm sure. I'm sure they've had conversations over Zoom stuff like that. But you know, you think? Yeah, because I'm sure he has an input. Oh, hundred percent, he has an input. Yeah, for sure. Um, So that's number one for me. Uh, Number two is the uh, man behind Mark Hunter, Rob Simpson. Yeah, this was the only one I had. This is the only guy I had, I think, for that job because he's been. I mean. Look at all the guys he's took in London. Luke Evangelista mentioned that. That's a yep. Rob Simpson pick. Brett Brochu. Yeah, Brett Brochu. There's a few guys there. I mean, they're Rob Simpson picks. When Mark Hunter was with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Rob Simpson was the guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Knights were solid. He's the one, I believe he's the one that did the rebuild year again when they swept the Owen Sound. And, I mean, look how that turned out. Turned out pretty good. Yeah, so that's... What Rob Simpson brings to the table, and plus he's got that ability to scout guys that nobody really knows about. I mean, like Mark Hunter, uh, Mike Stubbs said on here, like Mark Hunter finding guys like Michael Hauser who played on a low junior C team in Pennsylvania. They weren't a good team, but he stopped pucks. He was saving 40, 50 shots a game. Yeah. That's why. And I think he's a big one for those U.S. kids. Yeah. I I mean, we all say Mark Hunter because Mark Hunter – Mark Hunter ties comes, with Columbus and yeah, you know, the ties with Columbus. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for Kingston because if you look at Kingston's roster, they don't necessarily have that American presence, and not a lot of teams do. But I think with the high school there, Frontenac High, it really adds an element to your team. Mm-hmm. To where oh, a sure. guy like Rob Simpson, who's a great hockey mind, probably in my opinion, the most ready assistant GM in the league by any team because Rob Simpson could be a GM anywhere. Anywhere, basically. I agree. Most teams he could. Yep. I mean, to me, that's why. I think he's a perfect fit for uh, Kingston. Yeah, and just even the contacts he brings, right? Yeah, he brings that credibility. Yeah. And he has that. He knows what it takes to build a winning team, which is huge. And plus, look at the draft, right? He was on that staff when they got guys like Mitch Marner. Mm Mm-hmm. That's huge to be around that. He saw what, how Mark Hunter, Hazel McCray, he saw how those guys have worked. Yep. And those are great guys that have, look where they are now, right? One's in Columbus, one's the GM of the London Knights, and yeah. possibly should have been the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, and, that, and that's that's why I brought up Curry is because he was around for the drafts when Marty Williamson was still there. Yeah. And he and saw trades huge. that Marty it's Williamson like ho- made. It's like playing, right? It's like playing. Yeah. They put him around a veteran. Exactly. You're going to learn stuff. Front office, it's probably easier to learn stuff. Yep. Coaching staff, it's probably easier to learn from a veteran. Yep. Because you're around them more. Players aren't the same as other players. Every player is different, right? Yeah. Where this is huge for a front office. You're, I know GMs are different, right? Their own styles. But GM, you know how to negotiate a trade. You learn that stuff from guys like Marty Williams and mm-hmm. Mark Hunter. That's how you learn that stuff. And I think that's a great point there. Yeah, well, 
and I know when Marty Williamson was around, it was Joey Burke that was under him more than Brandon. Brandon was still kind of in the intern phase and, you know, getting used in the, he was in the scouting room. But he like, still you know, was there, though. That's the yeah. big thing. He's there. He'd take notes. Yeah. And I mean, Joey Burke, Yeah, that, he was those moves last year, those are yeah. learned by somebody. I mean, those are big moves. Those are the tough moves to make. Yeah, he was around for the Akil Thomas draft. He was around for the Phil Tomasino draft. Like, and Phil Tomasino, you know, to me, was a sleeper last year in the draft. I thought he was going to go a lot higher. Yeah, exactly. So, actually, he's the one that coordinated with me to try and create a draft package to send out to NHL clubs for Phil Tomasino. We spent like, oh, really? We spent a week on it, just trying to find clips that would work out perfectly. Just and, to send the clubs, eh? Yeah. That's and cool, I, I, I didn't watch the draft because I think it's boring, and except for the first five picks. Well, I always but, watch the wings pick. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, they pick six. And then uh, after we're, after the yeah, wings pick, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fell from uh, four <laughs> to six. Four to six. Uh, but and apparently that video was played at the draft. So I'm like, oh, what up? So hey, what's uh, going on? anyways, uh, number three on my list is I just mentioned his name. He's sort of running the Barry Colts. There's a situation there. Maybe, again, this... Not insiders. Very might not be true. So, uh, Marty Williamson, head coaching experience, general managing managing experience. There we go. Yeah, I think... Um, that's a tough been one. been there. Yeah, he's been around, too. He's been around yeah. teams where I think... I think and that and that's Barry's kind of the, a tough spot that, to leave. That's honestly. kind of the separation where Marty's the veteran. He comes in, he knows what he's doing. He's, you know, he's made trades like Josh Hosang. He's gotten goalies like Alex Nedeljkovic, you know, for yeah. a playoff run. Whereas a Courier Simpson, they've been there, like they've been around, but you know, they, they haven't, haven't been, been the head the guy, guy. The yeah. guy, yeah. There's always been one person above them. Yeah. And again, I, roles are varied. But I but, honestly. If this year we'll get in the debate, I honestly think Marty Williamson is staying in Barry. I think Barry's yeah. a perfect spot for him because they're in the rebuild and he's the guy in charge of it. Where I think where Kingston's looking at it, they have a great selling point with Shane Wright to where they can get a guy similar age to McFarland, who they just hired, a guy like Rob Simpson who's ready to be the guy and knows what it takes to build a championship roster. Those type of guys are going to get hired by the Kingston Frontenacs, in my opinion. Because they not, I don't think they're going to get the veteran guy. Because for the Kingston Frontenac's current roster, where quite frankly, if you're a king, if you're going to get that job as a GM, you're not really going to do much right away. No. There's no moves to make. They're all there. The pieces are there. You just need to see what happens. Yeah. And then come the year you go for it, which will be in another year. It won't be this coming season. It'll yeah. probably be the year after. That's when the trades start to happen. Yeah. Well, this year's a ride it out year. Next year's going to be the year yeah. you're all in. Yeah. So you get that year to see your roster. You get that year to see your roster, which is huge I, as well. The only thing that favors Marty Williamson is he's built teams and gone to two finals. He saw different yes, situations. He's lost, he saw situations, but, though. He's yeah. been around. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what it, he knows, right? Yeah, he's had players. He's had Dougie Hamilton, Freddie Hamilton. He had Ryan Strom, um, Vince Dunn was part of the Ice Dogs. As I mentioned, Nadelkovich, yeah. Hosang, Anthony DeFruscia, um yeah, I just I think veteran yeah. might be a better option than um, whether you want to say newer or new. I don't know what the best term yeah. would, for that would be, but just the fact that he's been there and Kingston hasn't had a whole lot of success in the playoffs in the last few years. Yes, they made it to the conference finals and lost to Hamilton, but you know, they Hamilton controlled right. that series. That series wasn't even close. Yeah, Kingston's got to get it right. Yeah. 
They have to get it right. Yeah, and from and we were chatting about this uh, before the segment started. Is we 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 haven't been to Kingston. We can only watch it on TV, and we've yeah. seen the that's where Williams in the fans, and you're kind of like. With the amount of talent this team has and what their future is going to look like, don't you want to come see them now? Like, see their whole process and yeah. whether a GM has that much of an impact on a fan base, I'm not sure. But I don't know. Veteran experience yeah. might help out with yeah, that. But what about young guy? What about young? You got the Queens, you got the university students there. Yeah, and he kind of relates Marketer. to them more. And again, they don't run the social media accounts. So that's kind of where, oh, well, that's a moot point. But I don't know. It's just coming up with a team identity yeah, is what it is. Because every team a, that wins the OHL championship or goes on to win the Memorial Cup, there's an identity of their type of players, type of coaches, type of trainer, you know, like that. Yeah, I had the playoff appearances here since 2000. Um, the Kingston Frontenacs, playoff appearances 13. Since 2000? Yep. Okay. So... um. That's, I know 2000, this is 2010, it's a decade. So from 1011 to 1920? Yes, so to this year. Okay. Because they don't have the playoff win on here. Right. Well, so, they made the playoffs. But they don't have a round, they don't have a... <laughs> yeah. So nine years, out of nine They have years. the one. They have the one title. So. Like OHL title? Round title, I mean, like round win. Like to win a round. Oh, they've won more than one round. Thirteen. Oh, oh yeah, they're they're over one round. They should be, yeah. Conference finals. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah. Like... Anyways, we'll we'll find that out and um, just see because that that goes into Division it, right? Titles. You met you yeah. just you said it is you you have to get it right, and with a talent like Shane Wright. You know, Kingston's not going to have the first overall pick every year where there's an exceptional player coming in. You know, you're not going to always get a Chromiak. It you're not always going to get a wisdom. Yeah, they got, like, Chromiak kind of fell on their laps there after the World Junior. Yeah, that's true. But you really wouldn't expect. I mean, their record wasn't the best, but they got guys. I'm trying to find their attendance average. There was an attendance average here that I had saved that we did some homework on. Joel Vanderlin, our writer, did some homework here on <laughs> attendance. I'm trying to find that. Oh, there it is. 1920 attendance. And with Kingston, you have to find a goalie too. Yeah. So once you get a GM, got to go find a goalie. Yeah. Props gone. The Kingston Frontenacs. Ryan Dugas. So they got a uh, 5,614-seat arena. They averaged, where is their name? It's hard to read. 2,968 fans a game. So they sold it. So about 53% of their arena. I mean, we're having Shane, right? Yeah. The... It's kind of should be a little higher, so, so, but yeah. anyways, um, moving on the next name on the list and I kind of categorize these by teams. So I've got two guys grouped together yeah. and you know, one or the other, and I'm going the way of the Oshawa generals with this one, Roger Hunt or Mike Kelly. And Roger Hunt is the general manager of the Oshawa generals. Uh, Mike Kelly, the assistant uh, general manager and, yeah, I think the way Ro- Oshawa is. Yeah, I think Roger Hunt, with the moves he's made mm-hmm. over the last, and I'm going to say two years in particular, you trade away Studnika Brassard and get picks back, plus Leighton Moore. 
Yeah. And you beat them in the playoffs by just making not a minor trade with That's Hamilton, trusting your roster. But you've That's got, trusting what, you your got roster. Brandon Sajan and uh, Nicholas Matinen. Yeah. I mean, he trusted his roster. Yeah. That's what that is. That's just trusting his roster. I like that. Yeah, so I think a move like that's that kind of yeah, makes it stand out a little bit. Yeah, that's appealing, but who are you, it's tough to see like who are you going to trade from that uh, Kingston team, right? If you're Well, this year you don't expect much anyways, right? Well, and that's that's another I think that's, that's another debate in itself. Yeah, Do you want a draft a heavy GM where he fully believes in the draft and you know, you get your top guns from that and of course Kingston has, but or do you go with a a GM that will trade away those top picks and get even better players. Yeah, maybe. Whether you can get even better than Shane Wright, I don't know if you're you not can. going to. Yeah, you're not going to either way. Yeah, you're not so, going to. There's nobody. There's nobody really available. Yeah, but that's I don't know. That's a debate, right? Yeah, if you you're a GM, if you're a GM, you'd want to take that over before the draft, right? So then you can have a draft plan. But it's hard to during the season, right? It's yeah. not like it's the NHL, NBA where you're drafting. You're drafting in the season, which is tough. Yeah, so I don't know. I think just I think just them and the work they've done over yeah. the last couple of years getting Oshawa ready and well, Oshawa's getting ready for a Mem Cup run, whether they host Where, or not. I believe honest now I want to see Sue get it because of that uh Do we get to that debate now? Because I want to see Sue Well, I still got one more name uh, on yeah. here. We'll wait, we'll wait. So we'll get to that. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. Not not so much a debate, but well, no, yeah, it's not really. It won't take long. Yeah, I mean, Sue, I wanted Sue to get it because I wanted that Mem Cup Village feel and that. Yeah, not a downtown kind of, urban. Yeah, because yeah. those don't really have success. To be honest, yeah. like, not a lot of those have the success rate in city closest to Toronto teams. Mm-hmm. To be fair, and I mean, I think that Oshawa will get it now because it's not. It's the easier pick right now. It's the easier developing pick it's faster to develop because it's so close to toronto has all the access to where usually it's named by now but with the season not starting when you expect it to be i think it's easier just to say oshawa is going to uh plus they made the moves last year yeah is going to be the team to host the mem cup yeah uh just another thing on roger hunt before i get to my last name on my list uh it's been a member of the general since 2010 and they've won a memorial cup with him there, not of, uh, not of course, yeah, as general manager. 2014, he took over as the GM, and well, his team beat Connor McDavid in the Erie Otters. Yeah, that's a, that. That is considered. I th- I mean, he's been with the team for that's ten a years, big one. six years as the GM. Is that a veteran? Is that a new guy? It's kind of in that middle, middle age guy, middle age. Yeah, and that's. I think that's the hire Kingston's going to make. They're not going to hire a two younger guy because they want to know how to manage this roster of young players but then i don't think they'll get a veteran because it's changed a lot the game's changed so much to where i don't know what they'll want to get a veteran they'll want to get a guy that's in the now yep to where a guy five five to seven year range is going to be the higher yeah so uh of course that memorial cup coming in 2015 um for the oshawa generals and just think of the team they had uh um to beat Connor McDavid was definitely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, name number five, and apologies about the name pronunciation. Uh, Jan Egert or Jan Egert depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's number five on my list, and and he uh, uh, 
Ottawa 67s fans out there, you know that he is the assistant general manager as well as the director of scouting. Yeah, and I mean, Ottawa kind of has their guys there, right? Yeah. He's one of them, but we'll see. Yeah, and he was the assistant. He joined the uh, Ottawa 67s um, in 2017, and in 2016-17, he was the uh, assistant general manager and head scout for the Mississauga Steelheads, who were the Eastern Conference champions that year. Yeah. Of course, falling to Erie, but that was a good team. Yeah, it was. One of the best teams. So yeah, he's been around winning as well, and you know, not a lot of people had Mississauga making it out of probably yeah, even that round Missis- one that year, right? That Mississauga team that year did what the Niagara team the year before that did. They won big games against the West. To be on notice, a lot of times the West is a stronger conference. They had the Lunnens, the Eries that year to where they are strong. They're tough to beat. But the team that beats them that once the half that splits the half like the two. Yep. That's that's usually a team that's in contention, I've noticed lately, because this year, obviously, I liked Ottawa, but I really liked that year when Niagara made it, because Niagara won all those big games. Mississauga did as well the year after. Mississauga yeah. beat the Lunnens. They beat Niagara. No, they beat Erie. They won those games where they shouldn't win, but they did, Yeah, to really put them on notice, to be a contender. Well, well I think something that uh, works in... Uh... Egert's favor is he spent two seasons, well, two years, as a uh, coordinator for uh, NHL Central Scouting. That's big, too, for the draft. Yeah. team, They'll see that. The ownership and imagine the coach now, they are involved heavily on looking at that because they want to see the, all those guys get to where they should be picked. And, I mean, Zade Wisdom's a great pick this year in the draft. If, he yep. fall, if he's in the third round, at the first pick in the third round, Detroit gets him, I'll be pumped. That's, yeah. a, that's a good pick. Because I'm expecting him second. <laughs> yeah, so uh, those, those are my options for, uh, for Kingston's general manager, who I think would do a pretty good job um, at the helm of that club. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, yeah we're getting there. We're getting to the time. Uh, anything else you wanted to cover? Ooh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I know there hey, were a couple things we had chatted about uh, oh, uh, before we Dave got started. Br- Dave Brown uh, extension. Yeah. Plus the vice president role as well. Yeah. Which I kind of thought he already had, to be honest. I didn't really look at that until I saw that. But well, I already, that, that, usually that, the GM yeah. ha- usually the GM usually the GM is the GM and then like vice president. They either they usually have two roles. I already I already thought he was, but I'm I was out of the loop. Be better. Yeah. Um yeah, he is the uh vice president of operations and uh and general manager. Of course, he uh, purchased the Otters five years ago. So, yeah, that is where uh, where he's at. Uh, I know he uh, he did start his days with the uh, Niagara Ice Dogs when they first came from Mississauga, and it was funny because the press box at the Jack, yeah, and that's for anyone. That's the uh, Ice Dogs old uh, Old Rink. Yeah, he was a member of the Mississauga slash Niagara Ice Dogs from 2003 to 2010. Yeah, he's the general manager for those last five seasons. But I remember a story. It was funny. Um, so the radio, the old radio guy, Ted Lehman, uh, and the press box, really small. They're on the air, and I guess there was a bad call. And with it being so small, Dave Brown, what the? 
in, you know, and it came <laughs> bleep, right bleep, over bleep. the air, and you know, <laughs> there's no bleeps on the air, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that was just that was a funny story that I um, heard about with the ice dogs. So um, yeah, from from what I've heard, he, it he knows what he's doing. Too. You know, it happens. Yeah, I know. It's a game. It's I intense. Know. Um, so he's definitely not an option for Kingston because he's well cemented in uh, in Erie territory. Yeah. It's well, I just got a tweet from uh, Brad Urbanowitz. He uh, just asked me, he goes, it's hilarious to see uh, uh, Edmonton losing 4-1. The draft lottery. Don't bring that up to me, Brad. Yeah, that's enough out of you. Don't bring that up to me. That's sad because... If the Terrible. if the wings pick Come fourth, on, if the wings pick fourth and Edmonton's one, I'll be angry. Yikes! Yeah, oh, yikes! That's geez. tough. That's rough. Yeah, that's not good. All right, Wait. time for a break. I think. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll come back. Wrap up the show before we break again. I'm going on vacation, so. Okay. You would you'll think, uh, you think radio salaries. How is he going on vacation? Well, you are right. But. You'll have to change your uh, Twitter thing to like uh, Bob McKenzie's Bob, Bobby Margarita. We'll <laughs> 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 have to see. What's a good one for a reason? Didn't we have a vacation? poll question like our first few weeks doing this? Yeah, should he be on vacation or something? Yeah. Or should he pick something up his like phone that. We have something. to look it up, but yeah. Yeah, we had a Twitter poll for him. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I got to think of a name. I got to think of it. Oh, well, okay. Do it during the break. Yeah. Then we'll come back. Wrap it up here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney with Colin Ward. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the Owen 60 podcast. And we figured out what how we're going to round out the show. Uh, 164 OHL alumni are taking part in this uh, NHL reboot slash Stanley Cup playoffs. And of course, there are six who are from this past season who played yeah, in the OHL be, this past should season. Should be seven. At least should be, but I agree. But anyways, uh, so we'll start with those six, and then we'll kind of just go through the teams and like any big standout names from the OHL. Um, so number one, Ty Delandria, suiting up for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, played in a second spot, another OHL Plymouth Whaler. Yep. Yeah, played in a second spot there the other night in his in their exhibition game. I mean, I expect him to play a top six role. I think he's ready to do it. I mean, Joel Vanderlyn, our writer, when he was on our show a couple weeks back, mentioned Ty Delandria yep. being a guy. Shut. I think that's a great move. He's a great player. Second name, Liam Foodie. Of course, Three London Knights. Knights playing for Three the Columbus London Blue Knights. Jackets. Three London Knights in this uh, six. Half of them. Yeah. All had great years. Liam Foodie's like a Dylan Larkin. He's a leader. Great skater. I mean, he's going to be good with the puck. He's going to make plays. Yeah, good IQ. A, the track col- and field background, too, eh? That's what helps him out a lot, too, that good mm-hmm. first step. I mean, Jonah DeSimone mentioned that on his show, tracking, track yep. and field. I mean, it's huge to work on your first step at adrenaline, right? Yeah, well, and Liam Foody, I think, is in one of the best situations out of all of these guys is because the Columbus Blue Jackets still really don't know who they are with a full roster. Yeah, because they're going to be a force. I think they're a force, know, or- so I think Columbus is a force. 
I'm just like five. Really five, eh? I thought four. So I thought <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, they got the character. They have that it factor, Columbus, where I like last year they swept Tampa in four. Yeah. They have that. And it's not Tampa it's not because Tampa played bad. You can't say they played bad. Columbus was good. John Tortorella is just if you underestimate John a team, is a coach it can happen. Yep. Yeah, Torch is the coach of the year. Yep. And I mean those guys buy into his system. They lose so many guys, right? Yeah. Last year. Now look at this year. Yep. They're right back there. And I think they're gonna be a tough out. Number it's, three on this list, Thomas Harley with the Dallas Stars as well. Where I think if he, when he cracks a lineup, it'll be a fifth to sixth defense. But mm-hmm. you don't you're not gonna throw a young defenseman in your top three when he never played a game in the NHL. Yeah, yet. that's not gonna happen. Where great depth guy though. He's a future in the top three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be Heiskanen. up there with Heiskanen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, Connor McMichael, London Knight, with the Washington Capitals. Yeah, I, I mean, think for him, power play guy. Yeah, Second he, unit power play. I think he, you can't ask for a better team to be a part of going through this than the Washington Capitals when yeah. you're you know, sharing a, whether they're on a, the same floor or whatever or next door when you're on the same team Alex as Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, and you play exactly. a similar role. Yeah. I mean, you're both skilled guys, but you're a goal scorer. Connor McMichael's a playmaker and stuff. He's good with the puck. Yep. But Connor McMichael is a goal scorer. Yeah. Alex Ovechkin is a goal scorer. Yeah, you might as well call Connor McDavid. Or Connor McDavid. Connor McMichael. You might as well call him Rodney Dangerfield because he is <laughs> he is going back to school. And this is what that's what it is for him. This experience is he is going to learn from some of the best players yeah. to ever play the game. I mean, you can't learn much from a goaltender, but Braden Holpe, what kind of a leader is he? Unbelievable. Backstrom. Nicholas Tom Backstrom. Even Tom Wilson. Yeah. Tom Wilson. Exactly. Uh, Tom, when they won the Stanley Cup, I think Tom Wilson was the most valuable player for that team. He did everything mm-hmm. for them. I mean, him and Reeves getting into it was pretty good. Yeah, that was awesome. But again, everyone, oh, you don't need guys who do that. Well, you yeah, Tom you Wilson kind of to do. win the cup. You're yeah, not going to win. Exactly. A, you're not going to win without a guy like Tom Wilson. Yep. You're not going to. Detroit. Tom Wilson's the most valuable player on that Washington team. Yep. Ovechkin's great. Ovechkin's a superstar. He's the best goal scorer in our generation. But it's not like how Tom Wilson can. Yep. I mean, change the game basically with a big hit. Oh, and as yeah, we're talking, t- Mike Smith gets Hattrick. the boot. Patrick for Jonathan Taze. No, I think that was Schmaltz. Tip. Was it oh, tipped? straight in? Really? <laughs> little, uh, <laughs> like how we're doing live play by play of this. Yeah. Darnell Nurse is angry. He was in the box for it. Miko Koskinen. Oh, sorry, Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, that's the look after two, and you just get pulled. Oh, Smith is angry. He's got the playoff beard in full form. <laughs> we need that audio. Like, we need I that audio. Shaved. We need that audio. And you say that angry? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Moving on. Uh, another London night. He's on a fun one right now on with the, the Saturday afternoon. Yeah, right. He's not in the lineup, but I mean, I don't. I didn't expect him to be in the lineup, but he's a great. I kind of thought he would have. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because, again, this is Chicago winning as we're talking. There's 13 minutes left to go here in period number two. Um, it'll be long over by the time this airs. I but, think he's your seventh. Um, I think he's your seventh defenseman. Seventh or eighth. I just think that Chicago. There's two Chicago Montreal were the two teams that were like, ah, we're playing lottery. Pittsburgh and Edmonton. Damn, we're done. 
So that's kind of where I was like, time to see what we got. Regula, let's go. You're going out as our second pairing. Yeah, I can see that. Show us what you can do. And obviously the Blackhawks are proving everyone wrong um, as we sit here and record this on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. Um, That's just where I'm coming from because I think Regula, again, another good shot to learn with um, the defense. Obviously former London Knight Adam Boquist. Yeah. Yeah, put on the same unit. Yeah. So you got a little fight yeah, there. I, I thought someone's could you? <laughs> I think could you um, was in there. So, yeah, that's another situation where, again, all these guys are learning from some of the best players uh, in the world right now. But uh, uh, with the Blackhawks situation where they were at in the standings and who they're playing, and, you know, I just thought he would have gotten an opportunity right off the hop. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think for him, it's a feet wet thing. Learn, see their system too, right? Because he came over from yeah. the Detroit Red Wings. Bad yeah. trade, terrible trade. Phenomenal the, trade. Way to go. Was, that was the worst trade of the year. Awful. That yeah. was the worst trade of the year. Yeah, I agree. Especially when he won. He didn't have his contract, right? He didn't have his entry level deal signed yet with Detroit. No. But I guarantee you, he wanted to be a Red Wing. I mean, his dad was a dentist for uh, those Detroit teams when they were. Yep. In, to late 90s, early 2000s. Like, he was around those 08, the 08 Cup team and stuff. Like, he's around that team, like, yeah. which is pretty cool. Exactly. I'm sure you want to play for them. Yeah, that would have been That's nice. the only thing I can, reason why I think they didn't. Like, he's from why Michigan, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's from yeah. Michigan. That's, no, that's why, that's the reason. only reason why I can yeah. see them not sign. I was surprised. Yeah. And then, great uh, player. Finally, the sixth player on this list is Nick Robertson, Peterborough Pete. Uh, playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and if he plays, guys, one exhibition game. Relax, settle down. It's okay. against Montreal. Yeah, the and team that barely game got one in will be over. The with. team where Buffalo, where Buffalo believes, where if they get the game, they had the game in hand, three points, two games in hand, and three points, they get in. I yeah. mean, Buffalo wasn't playing too great, but. Yeah. Well, and we'll see. It sounds like Nick Robertson's going to get the opportunity that I thought Regula should have. Yeah, you know? Nick Robertson, though, should not be playing on the fourth line. He's got to be a top three-line player if he plays. Yeah, but do you put him on the third line where it's that's just going to grind? And, yeah, that's a shutdown know. line. No, he's got to play the second, but who's he going to play with? Like, I don't want him playing with a guy like He's I not like going to play with Tavares. He's not I like him play, playing like, with Matthews, though. I don't like him playing with a guy like Marner who sits out wide because I feel like those two guys are guys that have too many similarities where I think where he Robertson can get the puck, feed yeah. guys like Matthews and Tavares and score and get assists and get points, right? And I feel like if he plays, he's got to play with guys like that. Yeah. Where you'll score a lot though playing with Marner. Marner's a great passer. So that's, yeah, so I again I it's know. tough throwing guys who were in the OHL four months ago and yeah, they're hopping into the NHL technically on an emergency basis. Because, that goes by fast too, eh? The four months. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I know. Um, so yeah, those are the six names, and I'll just run through quickly the 2018-19 OHL graduates on NHL rosters. You got Adam Boquist on the Hawks. Bouchard is a member of the Oilers. You got Mackenzie Entwistle, uh, who won two OHL championships back to back. He's with the Hawks as well. You got Morgan Frost in Philadelphia. Barrett Hayton. In Arizona, Ryan McLeod with the Edmonton Oilers, Jason Robertson, Dallas Stars, Jack Studnika with the Boston Bruins, which it sounds like Studnika is going to get a massive yeah, he's gonna opportunity play. to play. Yeah, with he's going to play. I th- he's going to play on that second line, I think, with DeBrusque. Yeah, oh yeah. Because Boston forever has had the 
best first line in the league, right? Pasternak, Marshot, yep. Bergeron. Yep. But then the second line is just, it's a good second line, but it's not an elite, elite second yeah. line to where I think they're going to give Studnika that chance. And I believe like in the offseason, you'll see another OHLer be possibly on the move there in Taylor Hall as a one-year deal. I don't think Hall's going to take Boston? a long, I don't think Hall's going to take a long-term deal. Yeah, but in Boston? Yeah. Oh, jeez. You got the space, you might as well do it. Yeah. You got to win a cup, right? Boston, yeah. especially if they don't win this. Yeah. If Boston doesn't win this, they got to win. That'd be that'd be, be one of the best cores to not win a cup. Well, and I, I remember seeing a list. I think the 08-09 Red Wings were the second hot like the second best team not to win a Stanley Cup that year. Yeah. Can't remember who was one, but yeah. um you know, you ju- you see it. You see good teams not win. It happens. Or you look at the ages, right? You look at the ages. Charles almost done. Yeah. Bergeron, he's up yeah. there. Marshot and P- Passion actually got some years left, right? Yeah. But is it the same playing by himself without playing with the Bergeron? Krug Marshawn? headed to Detroit. Honestly, I see that. <laughs> I honestly see that. I honestly see Tyson Berry or uh Tori uh, Krug wearing a wings. Tyson w- you got I the, mean, anyone you, that goes to Toronto Krug. first is better. So Yeah. I'd want Krug. I would want Krug, Michigan guy. Plus, you know what you're gonna get from him. Yep. But at least it'd be nice to make a move if you're Detroit. You got the cap you got the salary cap space, and they've already said they gotta make moves. They need a goalie. Because Jimmy Howard will probably yeah. not be back. Hopefully. Yeah. So, um, and the last two names on this list, Nick Suzuki in Montreal. Played a good game. Owen he played, with he played a good exhibition game as well. Nick Suzuki. He looked bad. Yeah. Tatar and Domi looked terrible on the power play. I mean. That's that's the thing, though. Again, you can't judge on that exhibition game. Yeah, you game. can't because they haven't played Montreal's a game in four Columbus, months. Columbus, and Toronto isn't Pittsburgh. Yeah, they haven't played you in know. four months. Yeah. So I mean that's that's where you shouldn't read into it too much. Yeah, and too many people do. Yeah, that's true. Totally so, agree. Um, all right, that's kind of uh, final name. Through. What's that? Final name? Owen Tippett. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. We mentioned before the show. I mentioned that I think he's the best player in my in my opinion to watch. I think he's going to have a lot of success here with Florida in this qualifier, just because he's such a under. He's a he's a goal scorer. He's a pure goal scorer, and I think that's what yep. Florida needs with Barkov and Huberto. Yeah, they need another shot. Yeah, they need that third option, where I think this is big for Tim. Yeah. It's a great opportunity. The young guys have great opportunity with this qualifier. Those guys have sure. never played in the normal playoff, right? Yep. This is huge for this them. This is tryout part two. Yeah, this is huge for them. Yeah. All right. I think that's, that's a pretty long much one. it for this long week. Long one this week. Yeah. Fun one though. Yeah, fun. again, Pano uh, was great. Yeah, thank you to Pano Femus yeah, for thanks, joining Pano. us. Definitely a lot of excitement uh, around Niagara and their Elite draft leader. this past year. Their what? top five picks are signed, including um, their first uh, import draft selection, Daniil Gooschin. The goose is loose. <laughs> I mean, I think after that interview, the main thing I took away from Pano, he's an elite leader. He's a leader. I mean, we've had guys on, and all Pano talked about at the end of the day was his team. Was his team. And at the end of the day, I mean, we've in baseball, we played with a lot of guys. They don't care about the team. Yeah. They don't care about the team. Yeah. I mean, I've played with a lot of guys that don't care about the team. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge to hear the team out of a guy in minor midget. He gets it. He gets it. And that's a big thing. And yeah, he'll you, pop. you need a buy in. You, yeah. You do. And I think where, he, where he'll pop right away. I think he's a guy, after hearing him speak, 
and actually getting to talk with him, he's a guy. Yep. He's a guy that's going to be a force. Yeah, so uh, well, hopefully it starts soon. I mean, there's some start yeah. dates that have been out there. but Yeah, the AHL uh, December 4th. Yeah. I mean, I figured the OHL starts similar to that. You're not gonna start. You're not going to start before the NHL does. No, you're gonna lose no your best players. Yeah, you'll lose your best players about two yep. weeks or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. Hopefully, it comes back soon, and uh, we await its arrival. Remember, we are not back next week. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Hopefully, holidaying with another guest it. for We're you. holidaying yeah. it till uh, I know September. Eh? And then once September, when the school starts. Oh, yeah. We're back. Because yeah, so many people are thrilled about that. Yeah. But uh, whatever. Doesn't affect us now. I'm not in politics for a reason. So, yep. You're just talking OHL hockey. Yep. Exactly. Here on the Owen 60 podcast. Play the Wings Go Horn. Have a great two weeks.